Well, hey, you might have guessed this is a different kind of service, all right? I'm not going to pace back and forth on the platform today, but we are gathered here in this homey little setting to find out more about the Philippine trip that just happened. Um, I'm going to tell you this. Um, I'm going to introduce everybody, but first of all, let me tell you that the, the ministry that we went with and in, you know, just assisted in, in their ministry was called Mutual Faith Ministries. And Mutual Faith Ministries is headed by Keith and Heidi Hershey. We usually have Keith in just about every year. And really going way back to when we first started this church, we had Keith in, you know, pretty regularly. Uh, frankly, Dane and I used to be associate pastors in Minneapolis. We used to have Keith in back then, too. So we go way back with him. And we, we know the integrity that Mutual Faith has. And they have ministries in, I believe it's six different countries in the world right now. And Philippines being one of them. Okay, and, and each of these locations, what they endeavor to do is, is go in and establish an orphanage, a Bible school, and a way of putting life into the people around them. Okay, so for the past three years, our church has teamed up to, to go out to the Philippines. You know, and some of these people sitting here have gone all three years, you know, or two years, or one, and some was the first year. But, uh, you know, regardless, they were involved in giving life away in the Philippines, okay? So on the couch, on this side, we've got Kelly Keller. You know, Kelly's gone three years in a row now and uh, has been an impactful time. Mark Dunn, second year that he's gone. And Pastor Stephen, he's gone every time too. Yeah, hey. <laughs> Kayla Zop, three-year veteran there. And her husband, Nick Zop. First year out there, and good time. Daniel Taylor, and it was his first trip as well. And, uh, you know, I'm just like you guys, cause, because I wasn't there. We're going to learn about what happened, okay? Yeah, and so you all know our heart in this whole thing, you know, why are we doing this, right? That'd be a good thing to talk about. Well, you know, before we left multiple times throughout the announcements and just throughout prayer group and things like that, we've really been saying, hey, please pray. You know, please be praying for the trip. And how many of y'all remember the things that we prayed for? We prayed for unity, right? We prayed for safe travels, right, and effective ministry. And, I'm, I mean, we're here to tell you that all of those things happened, you know, and it was safe, it was awesome, it was effective. There was zero drama, praise the Lord, you know, it was an awesome trip. So we're here to kind of give y'all the in on that. And also, we had some finances come in this year, too, for this trip. So thank you for those of you who did provide, even just some of the general offerings uh, were utilized that are given here at the church to purchase some things. You know, we brought another uh, suitcase out there full of awesome stuff. It's hilarious. It's always like this mystery case that we bring with us, and they're like, oh my gosh, what are these people going to bring, you know? Um, but so that's all thanks to stuff that, again, was provided from you guys. So that's the point. That's why we're doing this. And also, so y'all get the same scoop. All right, let's, let's go to this first slide here. What do we got? All right, <laughs> what you're seeing here is travel. And again, like Pastor Stephen said, that's something that, you know, that we've prayed about. And I know that this year, just even before they left, it was kind of crazy you know, trying to orchestrate the travel because they kept changing everything. Yeah. 
But Pastor Stephen, tell us about some of that. Yeah, I mean, before we left, it was it was wild this year. Um, honestly, in the past, we've been able to book flights pretty easily. This year, that wasn't really the case. Uh, it was a little more complicated. And for those of you who don't know, the Philippines, they live 14 hours in the future. Um, so they are currently, it is Monday at 1 p.m.? I have no idea. See, I still don't know what's going on, you know? But so when you book this travel, it's actually pretty complicated getting 1 a.m. Okay, cool. But it's pretty complicated to get all this stuff all figured out and together. And this year we had some cancellations and stuff like that. Honestly, there was one point where I was like, God, if you don't come through, we're going to have to cancel this trip. Did I ever tell you guys that? No? <laughs> there you go. Surprise! You know? We almost didn't go. No big deal. I probably didn't tell you because God just met it, you know, and that's so cool how he does that. So even in like the natural aspect of booking flights and all of that, getting over there, I mean, as wild as it was to set it all up, it was probably the swiftest year when it came to travel. I mean, look at these aren't these aren't faces we're putting on. If you go back another slide, back to the travel slide. I mean, like, look at Kayla and Nick. They're just having like their young love googly eyes. Come on. That was yeah, that was after at least 24 hours of travel, and they're still just all smiles, y'all. That's prayer, all right? That's prayer. That picture right there is prayer, you know? Now, Mark over there, that's prayer, too. He's still awake, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Partially. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was awesome. If we go to the next slide, y'all get an idea of the itinerary. Um, just so you know, you know, because part of this day is also to kind of inform you guys to look out at the next year and see if this is something that, you know, God's calling you to and that you want to partake in. And um, any mindset that you might have that it's just like a vacation, this should put that to rest. Um, this was wild. We were on a plane. Mind you, we were gone a week and we were on an airplane 40 hours, right? That's a full work week for a lot of y'all. Um, so we were on a plane 40 hours, airport, God bless us, 26.25 hours for a total travel time of 66.25 hours. It was wild. It's like the twilight zone. <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly what it's like. And we gave Daniel some grace this year, you know, that I can't tell you how many photos we have of like Daniel looking like this, just like. <laughs> he really was just straight zoning out, you know. But, and also the reason why I say that is because when we arrived, you know, I think we have some pictures of that too. When we arrived and we got there, I mean, look at these kids, man. These are kids from the Life Home with the Welcome Wisconsin team thing. That's Pastor Johnny over there. He and his wife, Josephine, they really uh, just run the whole operation over there. It's incredible. But when we got there, this is, this is why this is so important is we got there, and that night we went out for dinner with everybody. And Pastor Johnny and Josephine, they were both just like, please come back. These flights, I can't believe that you're coming with all of this time that you're traveling. Like, it really does mean something that we are taking this time and spending all of this time in airplanes and airports to get over there just to say, hey, we love you and minister. You know, so they really do appreciate it. It is even just traveling out there and saying hi would be a blessing to them. You know, but obviously that's not all we did, which we can talk about. Look at that, center stage. Nick's, <laughs> Nick Zop, first trip there. 
Well, let me tell you what. There's a, there's a Facebook question we have for Nick, and he'd be a good one to answer. I'll read it to you. It says, uh, are you ever really able to prepare yourself for the experience? And if you could, provide the people you've assisted with one thing, what would that one thing be? Well, I guess you, you can never really ever prepare yourself for something like that since you never experienced it. Yeah. But the beautiful thing about, about that is God has you. Like, he's there to give you everything you need to do this stuff. So like, for example, when we were over in the Philippines, where we were healing people at Pastor Johnny's church, this mob of people came, like, coming up to us just to pray for him. Well, I've never, like, prayed for anybody, like, in a public setting before, you know, so completely new experience for me. And I didn't know what to do or anything, but I just called myself and just gave it all to God. And, like, he spoke through me, through all these people. And when we were all done praying for all these people, like, I felt like a lightning bolt, like, went through my body. And, like, I was completely, like, amped and, like, recharged and, like, it was beautiful. It was incredible. Um, I guess the follow-up question, the, the second one there, I guess if I could provide one thing, it would be God's love. I mean, his perfect and endless love for everybody and that they could administer it to other people who may not have experienced that. Yeah. Best answer ever. That's good. <laughs> We're back to that slide. All right. Look at this one here playing basketball, I take it, in the, I'm sure it's hot there, right? Oh, yeah. How, how did that all go? I felt like I was going to die. <laughs> but to be honest, it was, it was fun. Like, they welcomed me as family, even though I can't understand, like, a word they're saying, really. Yeah. They st there's still people there that could help me, like, translate and stuff, so it was, it was pretty good. But uh, we were playing, and I remember I had just three-pointer and everybody went, went crazy it's it cool but yeah it was a blast but oh that heat over there is no joke it's oh <laughs> great all right let's see the next slide daniel taylor and um okay i know this daniel i know you, you did some speaking on this trip and it was your first time there talk to us about it yeah um so the speaking that was um it's kind of crazy, like, leading up to it. Like, I felt like, I mean, Stephen had mentioned, you know, we'd have, like, opportunities to, like, share and stuff like that. Um, and honestly, it, it like, kind of freaked me out a little bit because, like, um, I've spoken before and, like, shared a testimony or whatever, but that was, like, a few years ago, and I haven't done it in a while. And, um, yeah, just, like, leading up to it, like, I had no idea what I was going to share. And, like, I, like, felt like, like, in the back of my mind, like, I knew God was going to, like, give me something. And it felt like it's probably going to be last minute. You know, it's probably going to be, like, the day of or the day before. And so, like, and, like, I thought, like, traveling there, I was like, oh, I'll have plenty of time to, like, pray and, like, read the Bible and, like, just spend time with him and like he's bound to speak something to me you know and so like like every time I would pray it like I would get something maybe or like you know have kind of an idea but like I never have like details or anything like that and um but the day beforehand like the night before I felt like God like just really like 
gave me something and I kind of like shared it with Steven a little bit and he's like, yeah, like, and he kind of gave me like an idea of like how to put notes together for it and stuff. And, um, yeah, it was like right when I got up on the stage or like even beforehand, like I was surprised at like how little I was nervous, like, you know, like getting up there, I just felt like so much more comfortable than I thought I would. And, um, yeah, leading up to it, God, like, reminded me that I brought a book with that I wasn't even really planning on reading. I wasn't, like, 100% sure if I was going to read it or not. Um, but I just happened to pack it, and then he said to read uh, chapter 3. And so I, like, was like, okay, that's random. So then I opened up to chapter 3, and um, it was talking about Moses and how he, like, felt unqualified and, like, you know, to lead people or to, you know, speak to people and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, one quote in the book that was really interesting to me was, um, he said, when you're willing to do something you're unqualified to do, that's what qualifies you. And it was like, yeah, like, God, like, I can't do this. You know, I can't speak and I can't, you know, in my own ability do this, but yeah, I'm willing to do it. And yeah, he like, was speaking things to me during, you know, on stage and stuff like that. Yeah, we have that quote. Yeah. Yeah, it was, like, not even in my notes. Like, Okay, I'll read it. It's not so much about what we can do to get to God, but what God has done to bring himself to us. That's good. Yeah, like, that was, like, as it was coming out of my mouth, I was like, this is totally God. Like, this is cool, because, like, I didn't, I don't think I like thought this beforehand or anything like that. And yeah, it was just like, it felt like that was like really something God was wanting to get across and wanting to speak to them. But can anybody out there relate to him? You know, you're in a position, maybe you don't feel qualified, but you step into it and God just equips you, you know, gives you grace. It's the same thing I hear from Nick too, that, that, you know, it's cool. On a much more ridiculous note. You know, it was hilarious because when we go out there, I'm, this year I was kind of the camera guy, you know, as well. So whenever our people are doing things, I'm like taking photos of it, you know. And so this photo, how much does it look like Daniel is just being like, nailed it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like throughout the whole trip. I, th- I think what happened, spike. you like dropped a pencil or I something? Like, I like dropped my pen and I was like, oh. And then he like. He, like, snapped the picture, like, just as I, like, looked down. And we're in the van, and Daniel's just like, that looks like I'm just like, yes, best sermon. And we were going to, like, turn it into a meme, like, when you nail that sermon, you know? (laughs) That's great. All right, let's see the next slide. Kelly Keller. So third time there. And tell us about what you were doing here. All right, so this year I got an opportunity to do a lot more kids ministry, which is something I'm not necessarily super comfortable doing, you know, Um, when we're talking about feeling unqualified, there was those feelings for sure. Um, But it's it's crazy how God just equips you in those moments. before I left, I knew that we were probably going to have a little bit more opportunity for kids ministry. God just kind of spoke it to me. 
Um, and I was like, okay, what can I do? I want to share some stories that I can relate to these kids with more. Um, and he kind of led me to download uh, Uversion's Kids Bible, which if you guys haven't heard about it, absolutely download it. That's my plug for them. Um, it is incredible. If you have kids, if you don't have kids, it's absolutely incredible to, to read. And it was, it was just amazing getting to talk to these kids. Um, and the story I'm reading here is about the feeding of the 5,000. And God was just speaking to me about trusting in him and relying on him. And the story just tells how God wanted to provide for all the children and all the people. And so it was, it was really amazing being able to tell these children that God cares for them and that he wants to take care of every need because they have a lot of needs. We have a lot of needs. They have a lot of needs too. And it can be rough just relying on him. And I know me personally, I have trouble not just wanting to do it all and do it myself. And it was something that he was telling me to share is to just rely on him in everything. And, you know, don't put limits on him about what he can do in your life and what he can do through you. Um, <laughs> it was crazy. Um, the girl in the video, in the picture up there, that is Jessup. She is an absolute rock star. She is uh, Pastor Johnny and Pastora Josephine's daughter. Absolutely incredible. She, she herself is a little bit uncomfortable with um, doing uh, public stuff and like, uh, translating for us, and I was really pulling on her to do translating for me. Uh, the first day that we get there, we're just getting off the plane, we're at dinner, and she looks at me and she says, hey Kelly, um, so are you okay with doing kids ministry on Sunday? Just being in charge of it. No big deal, right? Um, kids ministry for them on their big grand day is a little bit different than kids ministry here. Um, I was kind of thinking, okay, you know, Jessup, if you want me to do this, God willing, I will do it. He'll, we'll do it. And um, so in my mind, I was thinking, you know, like 60 kids, no big deal. You know, I can, I can get it together for 60 kids. Uh, the day comes, we go outside in the 100 degree temperature plus, and I turn the corner and there's 200 kids just sitting, eagerly waiting please tell us what you have. And thankfully, Mark here was my backup, and we had Jessup out there, and we had a great time. We had a, an amazing time just being able to share stories with them, sing songs with them, and it's amazing how, how much um, these kids are getting fed. They're not just singing songs about God, but they are just being fed, and it's amazing to hear them speak memory verses and uh, sing songs about God's goodness and how much they love him and how much um, they're going to take care of him or take care of them. And it's, it's kind of heartbreaking a little bit. Just to, It's just overwhelming to see these little faces and knowing how much they love God and how much God loves them. All right, what's our next slide here? Kayla, Kayla's up. Can we just look take a that. moment to look at that middle photo? 
the face. That's oh. that's that's the, that's what we call throwing shade. <laughs> and Kayla is the queen of that. I had to. <laughs> Someone had to have sass. <laughs> Talk to us, Kayla. Well, so I ended up uh, playing my ukulele and singing while in the Philippines. Um, so our first year there, um, God kind of put it on my heart to sing and play for them. And, you know, I ignored him because whatever. <laughs> whatever. Um, second year, same thing. I ignored him again. I'm like, not on God, not doing that. Like, <laughs> so this year, same thing happened, except I was like, okay, let's do this. Um, so yeah, I didn't. I was afraid to sing and play for them because I didn't feel like I was good enough. I didn't feel like I was qualified. I feel like that was the theme for all of us. Um, but the thing is, God doesn't care if I sound bad. It's just, I'm, I'm, I'm still good in his eyes, and that's what kind of got me through it. Um, so yeah. So, question of the day. Oh yeah? You want to play for us? Oh, I suppose. Hey, come on. Let's give her a round of applause. He's jealous for me. Love's like a hurricane. I am a tree bending beneath the weight of his wind and mercy. Prize, and I'm drawn to redeem. 
redemption by the grace in his eyes. The grace is an ocean we're all sinking. And heaven meets earth like a passionate kiss. My heart turns violently inside of my chest. I don't have time to maintain these regrets when I think about Come on. So, fun fact, I have been without a voice for like the past couple weeks. So, the fact that I was able to just sing right now, that's all God? <laughs> yeah. Amen. 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 Yep, he shows up when we need him. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> that's good. All right. Well, I know we've got another slide. And there he is. Mark Dunn. A.K.A. Mad Buckeye on Instagram. Y'all want to know, just search Mad Buckeye. I think he'll be the only one because that is a name. At least in Wisconsin. <laughs> you know he's from Ohio. Um, you probably know this about Mark, but, but uh, one of the things that he's highly involved in is the Gideon's ministry. And they, you know, uh, they do a lot of things. They go into the jails and they minister. And they really have a heart for people getting born again and getting a hold of the word of God. And they distribute a lot of scriptures, you know, around the world, really. So, you know, it was no different in the Philippines. You're, you're nope. doing this. You're, you're just jiving with it, just going with, the, you know, everything and throwing out the Bibles to people and getting them hooked up with God and talk to us. Okay. Um, well, uh, yeah, I, I love uh, uh, handing out Bibles, and uh, I believe the chief way God talks to us is through his word. And I want everyone to have the opportunity to be able to do that. And so do, uh, uh, you know, hundreds of thousands of other Gideons. So uh, when I went over there, I, I brought uh, several Bibles with me. And uh, this, is, uh, this picture was taken in a, a village called Lote. And uh, we had uh, just did the children's ministry. We all spoke some words and sang and done different things. And then at the end, we handed out food and different things. And um, uh, it, it's a, very much a joy to be with uh, Pastor Johnny and uh, Pastora Josephine. Um, they, uh, what I like about them is you get to do a lot of impromptu things. And uh, one thing was is that uh, she handed me these Bibles, and I didn't know that she was going to do that. And uh, I loved it, though. That was one of the favorite parts of my trip. So uh, there's all these kids there, and she hands me these Bibles, and she gives me a big smile, you know. So it's like, okay, I'm, oh, yeah, this is great. And uh, the kids just went crazy over them. Uh, here, uh, when we hand out Bibles, a lot of times you almost you really got to convince people to take one in, in, in different instances. Uh, they're, uh, they're already convinced. They see them, they want them. And... Uh, they, uh, you know, they read English well, too, so you don't have to bring over a special uh, 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 Tagalog uh, translation. 
But uh, yeah, I was, I was handing them out and the kids were so excited. They were clawing at my clothes and trying to rip the Bibles out of my hands. But, you know, I love that. I, I love the hunger for the word, you know. And uh, yeah, I was handing them out and uh, it was a really good thing. Uh, Pastor Josephine, she has sort of an apostolic calling. Uh, they have like uh, 23 churches and they're, they're building their 24th. And what she does, she goes out all throughout a, a large area there. A lot of times, I guess, by herself, and uh, she starts home churches. And uh, when they get enough people, then they actually build a church. So uh, it's, it's, it's a great thing to see. But uh, that was uh, one of the enjoyable parts of the trip. Of course, there was a lot of them, too. You guys should have seen it. It was hilarious. Because, you know, Mark's a tall guy, and it seriously looked like they were just, like, climbing a tree, you know. And I felt hilarious about it because, like, none of us were helping you. I'm just like, I'm just, again, I'm just taking photos, you know, just watching him get climbed, you know, taking photos. But, but it really is a testament to what Pastora Josephine is doing, because, you know, these kids, it wasn't like some random gift was brought out, and they were like, oh, mysterious thing that someone's handing away, I want it. You know, they knew this was scripture. And, she, and I forgot to add that uh, she uh, starting, she has a Bible study in that same village, and it's a mixture of uh, Christians and Muslims in that village. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, they knew what, that, what those Bibles were, and they, they wanted them, you know. Another, another really cool thing. So, Mark, basically, before, he, uh, before we left on the trip, God had really spoken to you about bringing a suitcase full of Bibles, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and so, Mark had brought a lot of these smaller-sized Bibles, you know, which I think are what Psalms, Proverbs, and New Testament? Exactly. Okay. And so those are the ones that we see kind of these smaller renditions being handed out to the kids. But God had also put it on Mark's heart really to bring some full-size Bibles with, you know, as well. And super nice ones. You know the ones that you order and they're in like the box, you know? Like it has its own box and then you open the box and there's the Bible. They were those, you know? And what's super cool is if we pull up the next slide, Melinda, um, this photo over here, what's going on is where it's an ordaining Things. So Pastor Johnny had asked myself to help uh, ordain some pastors over there. And man, we were able to utilize those Bibles that Mark had brought, those full-size Bibles. And I got to see this up close. I mean, these people are crying. I mean, just like uncontrollably just because of this gift of a Bible. You know, this sweet man right on the end here with the glasses. I remember him looking up at me and he couldn't even hardly see me because he had like steam you know, and his glasses just from crying, and there were drops going everywhere. I was just like, oh my gosh, this dude's appreciation for the word is just so incredible, you know. So that was another really cool thing that we were able to do is. Yeah, last year, I I took over just a few of those small uh, Bibles, the ones in the New Testament, Psalms, and Proverbs, and uh, I just handed them to to Pastor Johnny, and it was, and he said, good, I'm going to give them to my pastors, and I felt really bad then, because I thought, well, they need a full Bible, so that's the reason I brought uh, full Bibles along with me, too. Yeah, complete Bibles. I think we have a Facebook question from none other than Kara, Kara Keller there. All right. So the question is this. Most of you make the long voyage over to the Philippines every year. What keeps you coming back? I guess I'll take this one because that pretty lady asked it. <laughs> Gosh, she looked good, don't she? I'll tell you what. Prettiest thing. Uh, so, anyways, um, 
Well, that's my wife, in case anybody's wondering. <laughs> that's not like a from the stage hitting on some person from this body, you know. Uh, that is my wife. I am Stephen Keller. That is Kara Keller. Uh, so... I would say, isn't it though? Um, so I would say what keeps us going back there, man, is we have family over there, you know? I mean, that's, that's what it is. And when we go over there, it's a mutual blessing. It really is. Um, man, our eyes are opened up. I mean, were y'all changed from the trip? I, I, I mean, I don't know how you could go and walk away unchanged. I mean, it's unbelievable. Just you gain perspective. Your heart is crushed for people who are dealing with things that we can't even fathom, you know. And so it's pretty incredible. But really, I would say that's the biggest thing is just the family aspect is we're going over there to be with our family and to tell them about, you know, just what God's been showing us for them. You know, that's really how it is. And so we go out there, it's a blast. Um, but specifically, when it comes to extended family, I mean, we love everybody. and We know we're going to have some people from the Philippines watching this. We love you all, and we come for you all. You're all amazing. But man, the super kids, they really, really have our heart. Um, for those who don't know, the super kids are children who have been taken from all sorts of different situations. I mean, I think it was last year or two years ago, they kind of told us the, was it, it was last year? Last year yeah. yeah, so they were telling us the stories of all these children that had been brought into this orphanage, and it is absolutely heart-wrenching. Um, and so what had happened was, again, we've been going for three years now. The first year we went, it was pretty wild. It was the inception of the orphanage out there. And so we got to see what this orphanage looked like and what these kids' lives looked like fresh out of these situations. They had pretty much just gotten there. And it was wild, man, because, again, they're coming from situations where they have no concept of God, no concept of family, no concept of love. So anytime they see an authority figure, they want to escape because any, any association with authority has always been a negative one, whether it's being beaten or whether it's whatever, you know. I mean, somebody was thrown into a fire. Another person was strapped up to a pole and just left for dead. I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous some of the things these kids have gone through. And so the first year, things were pretty wild. I mean, it was, it was chaos, I mean, God bless Pastor Johnny and Pastora Josephine and everybody involved in that ministry because, I mean, it's just kids running. It was kids running everywhere. They had surveillance set up so that they had all these different angles so that they could see when the kids were trying to escape. That's how badly they wanted to get out. And, again, I say this because we've gotten to go out there the last three years and see the growth and the impact in these kids' lives. And it's absolutely insane. I mean, like, this year, so the first year, they couldn't even come out in, uh, I'm just trying to speak because my heart hurts for them, but um, the first year, they were in such rough shape, life had done a lot to them that they couldn't even leave the confines of the orphanage. So they were kind of, I mean, that sounds very restrictive. They have a play area and stuff like that, but they couldn't come to the big festival that was on Sunday where, every, where all the dancing is happening and all of that. They weren't allowed in that because they would just run away, right? And so this year, I just like had this woe moment because there's a big dance festival and they took some time. All of the kids from the orphanage were able to come out 
and dance. And I mean, it was the mo it was amazing. They had like ducky hats on. I mean, they killed the game. There were a bunch <laughs> of geese or ducks or whatever, like moving around and dancing. But it was just so unbelievably orderly, but like full of love and life that it was just insane. And, and generally, we got to spend more time with the kids this year, didn't we? I mean, if you look at uh, one of the things we did is we went to the mall, which was pretty incredible. If you look at uh, Daniel and my face, that's how we felt about being given two kids and said, go, you know, because um, we were both just like, oh, Lord, help us. <laughs> you know, what are, what are we doing, you know? So that's what that facial expression means. But yeah, I mean, it was incredible. We went to the mall with them. We went to the arcade. And I know, Daniel, it really, the last day, you had some time to hang out. You know, what was that like? Yeah, um, I remember that last day, like, even Steven and I were, like, talking at breakfast. And he's like, so, like, how do you feel about going home? And I was like, you know, I think, not that I, like, want to go home, but, like, I think I'm ready, you know. I think, you know, I'm good. And then we went to that like festival or yeah, festival thing. And we like played with the kids, like throwing balls back and forth and stuff like that. And by the end of it, I was like, you know what? I changed my mind. I'm not ready to leave, <laughs> you know? Like I was like, I want to stay here for another week, you know? Like, and yeah, that was, um, yeah, that was really awesome, but yeah, I, I want to go back next year, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so that's, a, that's a pretty good segue into if you want to go next year, okay? If God is even like slightly moving on your heart, I would encourage you to start saving money, okay? Listen to me again, I'm going to say that. If you want to go next year, start saving money. If you end up not going, guess what? You'll have money that was saved. Praise the Lord. That's great. Um, but I don't want you to get six months from now, and if we end up going again, I don't want it to be like, oh my gosh, surprise, now I have to raise all of these finances. I would encourage you, it doesn't hurt to start saving now to go next year. Um, but that said, is this, was this good? Do you all enjoy the update? Cool. Again, it was effective. I mean, I, I love because we looked, I, I looked back at that slide and it was like pray for unity, effective ministry, and safety. And all three of those things were accomplished in, in a godly way. Like it was not just, I mean, we saw healings happen. I mean, that's, I, we had to pick and choose what we talk yeah. about. I know this mad dog over here is like, come on. I want to talk about people. I, I had a good knew. time doing that. <laughs> yeah. I know you did. <laughs> You know, so there's definitely some stuff that skipped over, you know, and you'll probably hear that in individual conversations with us. But again, we wanted to update you. Can we pray for our family in the Philippines? Yeah, cool. Uh, Father, we thank you for just everything that you accomplished in this time that we had with our family in the Philippines. Um, Lord, we thank you for continuing to just give strength to all the ministers out there. Uh, I mean, you see how much they're doing, and I just thank you that you are validating them, that you are the one that is bringing strength, and um, just your spirit strengthening them, and encouraging them, and equipping them to do all of the wild stuff that you've called them to do. Uh, we thank you for finances 
that, that we can also sow into the ministry in the Philippines. We thank you for continuing to work in awesome ways. Um, yeah, thank you for just continuing to show us as a body here, this church, um, to help keep our eyes outward as well. You know, we thank you for everything you're doing here, but we also thank you for what you're doing there. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. One more cool thing that I almost was going to forget is um, a little bit of money goes a long way out there. You know, the American dollar is worth quite a bit out there. And so one of the churches we went to is Palomaloc. Um, when we went there, they had just kind of built a building. Am I correct in that? I think it was yes. newer. Yeah, I think they just finished it. They didn't even have the window frames yet because I remember yeah. saying, what was it, like 30 bucks a window frame or something? Yep. With, with exactly. Paper. Yeah, exactly. And so that was what was cool is this church had no windows. It cost, check this out. 60 U.S. dollars to put windows in their building. So you know what we did? We bought them some windows, obviously. You know, so again, this is what's so cool is our church, you know, we don't go out there just to hand out a bunch of money, but, you know, we do go out there to be a blessing in a lot of different ways, and finances is one way that we can accomplish that. So again, thank you guys for everything you do. We love you. Hope you have an awesome week.